0: What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts for today, Simon Voyanos,
1: And I'm your other co-host, Cody Stoffer.
0: And this is episode 41. We're going to be highlighting another program in the country, one of the better flag football programs in the country, and that is the Leonard High School's flag football team down in Florida, specifically Ruskin, Florida. I believe that's how you say it and all that and so on deck we got four class of 22 players that should be looking to make an impact on the next level some of these players here already have offers moving forward and so um like I said, all of these players are rising seniors, and so they got, uh, you know, they got, they got a you know—they got—they got a whole season ahead of them, and another off season, including this one, ahead of them. And so, a lot of exciting stuff. But we're gonna go ahead and kick this episode off talking about Emma Balacco. I want to say she's a running back, corner, wide receiver uh, for Leonard High School, class of 22. So, Cody, do you want to go ahead and get it started and talk about her strengths here, real quick?
1: Yeah, so talking about Emma here, you know, the first thing that jumped off the film to both Simon and I was just really good speed, good hands, and overall ball skills. I believe it's like the second or third play on her highlight reel. She makes an incredible high point interception, you know, where Simon and I both got a little bit hype while watching it. And, you know, I think that she carries those skills also over to the offensive side. So, you know, you have somebody who can consistently make catches with her hands. You know, this is a theme that's going to come up later this episode, talking about catching with your hands and how important that is to going to the next level. And, you know, Emma does exactly that. And, you know, I think part of that is just the positioning that she has on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. You know, she does a great job of, you know, kind of baiting linebackers when she's out running back, running some routes a little bit. And, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, I say also baits the quarterback sometimes and then puts herself in a really good spot to make plays and be a playmaker. Uh, Simon, do you want to talk about some more strengths that we saw watching this film?
0: <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So I definitely have to say the thing that, in my opinion, that is part of her brand of football is that she just has very good body control. You know, when she's changing directions or uh, changing directions mid air, especially and Going for those picks and receptions, you know, she just does a very good job of getting her body into position. And, you know, that's a testament probably to, you know, her strong abs. That's how you have good body control, to be honest with you. And there's a lot you can do when you have good body control and you can change directions on a dime like that midair. And so, in my opinion, I feel like she could be very impactful on the defensive side of the ball. Not that she isn't already. I think she's probably a really good cover corner with solid speed, you know, like I said, we mentioned the body control, uh, footwork as well. And then I'd also say, you know, her catching ability, just being able to high point the ball consistency, consistently and, you know, really getting after it and doing her job there and not waiting for the ball to come to her and um, for her to be that aggressor is always a good thing, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You got to go up there and get it, um, especially if it's one-on-one too. You know, you can't wait for it to come to you. That's not realistic. And going on to the next level, that won't be a realistic thing to expect. And so, those are all things I really like. I understand that a lot of these things are very, I would say, you know, basic and kind of raw strengths. But you'd be surprised how many players who uh, don't do the little things right and don't have the athleticism to do some of those little things right but emma here she has a lot of potential and i think you know moving into her senior year there's a lot of building blocks for her to really build on and progress forward especially you know having a more of a normal you know off season having a more normal season in general i think there are a lot of things to expect from her and she's definitely somebody on this list who can take a pretty significant jump forward as a player and i'm not completely sure if she has any offers there are some players that we are going to go over that already have been offered like we just said but you know if she doesn't get offered um or if she hasn't been offered yet she's somebody who may potentially get offered here soon but you know with that being said we got to see a little bit more here uh from her and so here are some of the things that i'd like to see from her moving forward uh, for her to, you know, really secure that bag and get those offers. And so, number one, I think her acceleration burst could just use some work. I don't think she's slow. And, I, Cody, I don't think you think she's slow either. No. But uh, improvement, you know, if there's improvement there, which I feel like there is, um, that's never a bad thing. You know, it's never a bad thing to get faster, to get more explosive, to, you know, be somebody that could cut on the dime and bait some of those quarterbacks into uh, throwing it your way so that you could pick it off. I think that's something that will go a long way for her. Um, I'll kind of talk about her a little bit more just on the defensive side of the ball for now, and then, Cody, you could cover the offensive side of the ball if you'd like. But another thing I'd like to see her continue to work on and, you know, get better at is just her lateral quickness. I think it needs some improvement. She's not exactly the most explosive player, I would say, like, laterally. And, you know, it's rare that you find a player that is naturally. I I understand that, but... For most players, you got to work on that, you know, and that's including footwork as well. And so I'd just like to see her continue continue to work on her lateral quickness there and that footwork because that not only helps her in the cover game, but, you know, when she's returning those interceptions and whatnot, that makes her more of a threat. That makes her into somebody um, that, you know, you look at and you're like, wow, I can't throw it her way because if she gets her hands on the ball, she's going to house it. And so I want to see her get to the point where she's housing, you know, some of these picks and whatnot. Because I think that will go a long way in her recruitment. And then, you know, if you're a defensive player, it's never a bad thing to score. I'll be honest with you. It always looks good. There's never a situation where if you're a defensive player and you're scoring, that is never a bad thing. The only thing that is bad for is for the opposing offense and so that's just how it's gonna be and so you know stats don't always tell the whole story and you know we know max preps is is max Preps, so they're gonna be what they are with their stats but you know scouts who come coaches who come um players who watch you and all that and compete against her are gonna look at that ability to house some of those interceptions and turnovers and it's gonna pop out and you know What's going to happen is going to happen. What needs to happen will happen. So there you go. So I think those are the two things that she could work on to continue to be, you know, uh, one of the top tier defensive players and cornerbacks in the country. And you know what? There's never a shortage of cornerbacks, I would say. you all, There's always going to be a big supply, especially in flag football, you know, for sure. So there you go. But Cody, what are some other things you think she can improve on here?
1: Yeah, so and, and I'm going to address the acceleration and burst thing as well and I think part of that just comes from she plays kind of tall I think and you know it's something that I talk about almost on every one of my request episodes and I bring it up during a lot of these you know co-op breakdowns it's just like understanding leverage and in this instance you know it's understanding where your explosiveness comes from and where your burst comes from and it comes from your legs and the easiest way to do that is to just play lower because I think that she's missing out it like like you said, Simon, I don't think she's slow. No. Like her top end speed is impressive. I just think that she could get there a little bit faster, honestly. And I see that potential in her to just be a more, you know, zero to hundred real quick, you know, because she gets to a hundred. But I don't. I wouldn't say it's not like, you know, it doesn't. It's not eye poppingly fast acceleration is yeah. what I'd say. You know, I, I wanted to jump off the film, and I know that she can do it, and it just comes by playing lower and then you know she gains a lot of other things by playing lower too you know i was i was looking you, like you said you you passed to me a little bit for offensive stuff and you know route variety is something that wasn't exactly there and you know She was kind of also playing that running back block and release kind of thing but even then there's things that you can do to accentuate you know those routes or open up your route tree from the backfield you know a lot of people don't realize how creative you can get at a backfield or running back position running routes but you really can get super creative and then also that opens up more opportunities for her to go out and play slot receiver or play receiver opposite some of these other cats who are also electric playmakers you know and just give the quarterback more options as far as you know players that are able to take it to the house and house, you know, on any given play. So, I think that, you know, the route variety can be expanded and that comes from running lower, having more explosiveness in and out of those cuts, and just being more crisp. You know, a lot of the routes where she was asked to, you know, kind of make a a quick turn or something, they were pretty rounded, I would say. So just knowing that you got to break down and you got to push off of, you know, whichever foot you need to, usually that outside foot, and get that explosiveness. Heading into your route, you know I think that is going to be monumental to her recruiting and you know to to Leonard's here uh, success this next season, especially for a team that's you know fell flat to the eventual state champions, right? And I mean they did not put up a very good performance. They lost twenty to nothing, and you know it's it's games like that where you need players to be more versatile. You want to have more options on offense. And you want to have those players run those more crisp routes, especially against a team that's as refined as Newsom, you know. And they had troubles against them earlier in the year, actually, when they lost 13-6 to during the regular season. So, you know, you got to be licking your chops, looking at Newsom this next year and figuring out ways to beat them. And part of the way to beat them is to be more explosive, more versatile on offense, and just provide more mismatches for your team, especially if you want to catch that state championship. You know, Newsom was just there. There was a lot of success heading into the Newsom game, I'd say. And, you know, they fell just a little bit short. And it's one of those things where that acceleration, that burst, and that more refined route running is one of those things that can make a difference heading into next year.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. You know, this is a flag football team that I kind of felt like might have had Newsom's number at times, you know, losing 20 to zero. That's three scores. If you score three times, you win losing 13 to six. If you score one more time, you'll win. And so those are definitely games that they could win. And you know, it's not going to be easy going into next year. Newsom is pretty much returning their entire team, um, except for Jade Hickey. That might be their biggest loss because, you know, she was their number two receiver, but they're still returning Devin. They're returning uh, the Ludwigs. You know, they're returning, obviously, all of their coaching staff as well, because I think uh, Leonard might have lost a coach or two here or there. I may be wrong, so don't quote me on that. But, you know, comparatively, Newsom has a lot of momentum. They're going to be a lot more confident as state champs um, because they are the defending state champs and so if I am Leonard flag football you need all hands on deck you need the entire squad throwing everything at him and you have to play your best game and you have to get better in the offseason and that's where it starts and so you know Emma here I, th- I in my opinion I feel like she has a lot of qualities here that's that are good right but she just needs to put it together you know, it's about putting it together, progressing, becoming that well-rounded player uh, all together. And then, you know, I feel like if she's doing her job, well, really, if everyone here is doing their job and getting better, this is a team that will continue to challenge Newsome. And, you know, even before this offseason, they were already doing it. And so moving into this next offseason, competing and training and all that stuff, there's nothing but a lot of good things to expect from her and this Leonard flag football team. Do we want to talk about outlook here, Cody? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I, I can, can take it away. Go, if ahead, you want me go to. ahead. Because
1: yeah. I so something to keep in mind is uh, I think we've mentioned a few times there's what fifteen programs, right? Yes. Uh, on the on the next level that uh, on that NAIA level, right, that are offering those scholarships and building those programs. So roster spots are not as open. As you know, uh, where where tackle football currently is, because the sport just isn't to that point yet, right? So these roster spots are coveted. There is still national talent all over the country, right? We've covered quite a bit of talent, I'd say, thus far. And you really got to be a well-rounded player in all aspects of your game to get these spots if you're trying to play college football on the next level. And don't get me wrong, I want to see all these athletes that we're talking about on this episode play on the next level. I want to see all the athletes that we've talked about in the past, play on the next level, you know, because, you know, the sport needs it, right? But the the reality is that, you know, there's there's just not, you know, unlimited spots, right? There's not three hundred programs between D three, D two, NAI, D one levels that are offering scholarships or want people on their rosters, right? You gotta fight and you really gotta be a complete player. And so I think that Emma, you know, does have to show us and show scouts some serious strides, you know, during this off season and coming up into her senior year to really have a chance to secure some of those spots, I think. So, I mean, what, what do you have to say to that? And I know that you agree with me as far as roster spots and COVID didn't help either. We talk about that too.
0: No, yeah, for sure. It's going to be competitive either way, especially with the coverage of girls flag football and all that, which, you know, we, we contributed to a little bit here. So take it as you will. But I think moving forward here, if she does and there will be opportunities for her to play flag football, you know, I think she needs to put in the work for sure. Um, uh, first off, everyone here needs to put in the work, but her especially, I think she might be the only one on this list, now that I'm really looking at it, that doesn't have an offer, and that is okay, she's going into her senior year, you know, it could definitely be worse, it could easily be worse, and obviously we still have a whole summer as well, and she could get offered any time, uh, really, if a t- if a, you know, if a college really believed in her and all that, and so... We'll just have to see moving forward. I wouldn't rule out playing club flag football. I know that's kind of a big thing uh, in Florida and just around the country in general. Because I know Sydney Stout, the Robinson quarterback, is actually going to the University of Florida. But she's going to be playing for their club flag football team there. Which has went on and beat pretty much every single NAIA uh, flag football team. Which is made up of scholarship players. Um this last season that is and you know you don't know what's gonna happen moving forward and there's definitely room for uh programs to expand and add flag football i think that's something that you can't just rule out altogether but you know for her to get a scholarship right off the bat she's gonna have to work for it and i think it will be well deserved just like how these other girls here have worked and you know have gotten scholarships that are very well deserved as well and so that's just the name of the game and i think she could get there like i said it's just about putting it all together you know she has some great qualities here she just needs to put it all together and prove some things here and there because you know if we're mentioning athleticism and stuff like that that's not the worst thing because there are definitely some football players that we've covered that definitely have iq problems that have football IQ problems, I should say. Excuse me. And, you know, that's that's a little harder to improve than, uh, than you know, physical talent as well. Because you just work out more. If you can't understand a concept, then... I'm, I don't know what to do, you know, except tell you to continue to study. And even then, for some of those players, they can't even do that. So we'll just have to see. Like I said, she's not in a bad situation. I don't want to paint it like, you know, it's, it's the end of the world or it's a last chance you type of deal. True, true, true. So there you go. She has a senior year, and I think this senior year, you know, she's someone that's going to be kind of a dark horse candidate when it comes to, you know, being one of the top players, not only in Florida, but in the country. So,
1: agree out of ten. Yeah, I don't want it to sound like it's super desperate. I just wanted to paint the picture of what the situation is and the environment for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's it's realistic too. I'd have to agree with that. You know, it's realistic as of right now. Looking at her junior year, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable offering her a scholarship, maybe a preferred walk on. But you know, if you're gonna walk on at an NAIA school, it might as well be a school that you want to go to. Okay, I shouldn't say that. It might as well be a school that has great academics and you know, a program that you want to be a part of and all of that um, program, as in you know, like a like a degree program. So, there you go. And you gotta do what's best for you at the end of the day. But that being said, we wish her all of the best and obviously if she wants to talk more about this which we definitely could she is more than welcome on to the show just like all these other players uh cody do you have anything else to add on here nope coming up next we got another wide receiver hey y'all welcome
1: back to playmakers corner podcast this is episode 41 where simon and i are talking some more flag football and we have Caitlin Sigmundy and we're gonna open up with areas of improvement on this segment. You know, we kinda of like to bounce back and forth. So starting off with Caitlin here, you know, I definitely think that there are some things that she can add to her route running. I don't know if I mentioned that she's a receiver, but she's a receiver also in the class of twenty twenty two, like Simon mentioned at the beginning of this episode. But anyways, you know, I think that there are times where, you know, like she's an okay route runner, maybe even solid, but I see potential for her to be a great route runner, and so I think something that she could do right at the get-go with that is just, you know, throwing in jab steps at the beginning of routes to throw off defenders a little bit more, you know, I think that the flat routes that she runs are super predictable, you know, and so if she, she takes a hard step one way and then comes back the other way, you know, that's another, you know, step that you have on that defender, you get them flowing the opposite direction, if you get them to turn their hips, that's even better if you could take two steps and then get a quick cut back, you know, that could honestly be the difference between, you know, like a three yard gain and a first down, you know, which, which mm-hmm. is monumental, you know, in the overall game scheme, right, so you know that's something that I would really like her to focus on and obviously you know that comes with working on footwork just a little bit more and being able to be a bit more quick about it and you know Simon will have some things to add on about footwork later but you know I think that the footwork in the route running is the biggest thing to take her from a good to great player you know I think it's really not that much separating her from you know some of the best talent in the entire country and you know I I just think that Footwork overall needs to be addressed to take that next step and just being a bit more creative with the routes. You know, I'd say watch other route runners, you know, watch NFL players and how they run routes because they get really creative with the different kinds of releases that they have and the way that they throw in jab steps and double moves. You can learn a lot from that. So I'd recommend watching how the pros do it, watch some college football, see how they do it, and then incorporating that into your own game and making it your own. You know, it's it's kind of like just you're limited by your footwork and your imagination when it comes to running routes. So you know, definitely, just get some work in the film room and understanding the defenses that you're playing and how to exploit that. And then also, you know, one thing that Simon and I, or you know, I, I really was worried when she was lateraling the ball sometimes. And Simon talked about. We talked about. We don't. We're not sure how much lateraling goes on at the next level. However, you know, if there's ever a chance for like you know, losing yards or, you know, just having a dead play because of a loose ball or something like that, then, you know, that's obviously cause for worry. And so I'd say I'd recommend just being a bit more careful and just being more cognizant of where you are and where your teammates are at wherever you're on the play. So that's an awareness thing, I'd say. And just maybe that'll come just with like more offseason work with her teammates, I'm assuming, and just forming kind of like that chemistry and that know-how of where they're going to be and where you're going to be at. On Any given lateral but I'll go ahead and pass it over to Simon who has a little bit more to add on about footwork and then you know i uh, gonna talk some lateral game.
0: Yeah, no for sure. So I definitely agree with everything you said there. Um, I'm just gonna stick with these two here just that footwork uh, in general, you know, I think. The thing that would help her footwork get to that next level is, um, well, first off, is if it just gets faster. I think that firing speed specifically is something that I'm a little bit concerned about. I don't think she has slow feet, but it's not the fastest either. I wouldn't even say it's fast at all. And, you know, along with that... You know, fast speed ain't nothing if it's not precise, you know, if it's not accurate. And so when she runs those routes, I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, she has that combination of fast feet, you know, precisiveness and all that great stuff so that she could throw corners off, you know, put her quarterbacks in good positions, uh, get that leverage, you know, get in good positions to catch the ball and not force her quarterback to make insane throws there so that she could shoot, use her body to shield the ball in and all of that great stuff. There, so I feel like those two things are the things that'll really take her game to the next level here, and you know that's not a bad thing to have. I think that's something that can be done in an off season. Obviously, that doesn't mean work on work on it for one off season then leave it alone. You know that's something that as a receiver it should be your bread and butter. That should be something that you work on every day. If not, you know at least the the majority of your week just footwork, just route running all of that great stuff especially in flag football you gotta be good there and you know um i don't get it twisted she's still a very good receiver at this point we're talking about the little things that would take her game to the next level because she does have an offer from weber university i want to say in addition to being the very first leonard flag football player ever offered in the program's history for this game and you know that's big time so with that being said let's go ahead and talk about what makes her great what makes her brand of football something so special that you know uh, this school decided to offer her and uh, be one of the first ones to get offered so number one I think the thing that really creates that brand the thing that is at the forefront of it all is just her hands you know her hands are a huge part of how she plays football, she has the ability to catch from multiple angles, make contested catches. You know, just her catch radius in general makes her a you know a, a potential red zone threat, both on offense and defense. I would say, offensively, you see that all the time. She did get a couple really good red zone targets there. Defensively, I think if she works on it a little bit more, uh, she could be somebody who. You know, you don't want to throw her way at all. You don't even want to think about throwing her way at all because she's going to pick it off because she just has very good hands there. I actually broke down a player, I want to say, I want to say last week. Or no, sorry, it was this week, it was this week, Braylon Meredith from Illinois, I feel like those two have very similar games, now obviously Braylon Meredith is like 5, or not 5, 6, 6, 6, uh, 170 pounds, but I feel like their games are very similar, they're both kind of like lankier receivers with great catch radiuses, they are the type of receivers that you know you could rely on, they're not gonna drop a pass, even if it's good defense, they're probably not gonna drop the. past they're gonna come down with it or find a way to come down with it and you know that's why she has a scholarship offer because of her hands and you know obviously she's a good athlete as well with good speed uh definitely a playmaker on both sides so so there you go but Cody what are some other things that you like about Caitlin Sigmundy or if you have anything else to add on to that go for it
1: yeah I mean I'm just going to reinforce you know the the hands something that I think is very nice about watching Caitlyn catch a ball is that it's really animated and what i mean by that is that it's just so emphasized that she's going to catch it with her hands regardless of where it's at that you know it's going to be a catch and i tell you, we're going to bring this up a little bit later but one of her teammates could definitely take notes from Caitlyn on how to catch a ball and use her hands you know whether it's in front of her behind her or up top you know i just have a lot of faith that you know, it kind of reminds me of Larry Fitz a little bit on how often she uses and the way that she uses her hands to catch the ball. It's just very animated, I think, is a very good way to put it and very emphasized that it's going to be a catch with her hands, right? Which obviously creates problems for a defender, you know, because, you know, with some players, you only have to defend basically their torso or their body and then they're not going to be able to catch any footballs, right? But, but with her, you know, you have to cover not only... Her, her torso and whatnot, but also her wingspan, which I think is, you know, fairly adequately sized at the receiver position. Like you said, pretty lanky kind of build as or frame, I should say. And, you know, that that's going to create problems with defenders. And just, you know, her, her strides are also very good, I'd say, as part of her speed and being able to run those routes. You know, I think that she just poses a very hard matchup problem for whoever the opposing defense is. And then I also wanted to say, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, there's not as much film. But, you know, the film that she does have, I think, is also very fundamental. And you can see, once again, her hands being really animated and emphasized whenever she goes for tackles. I didn't see her ever miss a tackle, and I don't see her ever potentially missing a tackle. You know, I obviously, I don't think that we got to see a lot of film against some very top, top athletes as far as body control, like some that we've talked about in the past. However, you know, I think that as far as defenders that I'm willing to throw at those superb athletes, Caitlin is definitely one of those. So that opens up, you know, a whole new realm of possibilities of her playing both sides of the ball and, you know, being that extreme last line of defense on the defensive side of the ball. And a player that overall, I'd say that the best way to describe Caitlin here is a player you can trust. You can trust her to make the catches on the offensive side of the ball. You can trust her to make the tackles on the defensive side of the ball. You can trust her just in general. you know. And she seems like a fairly smart player who you know, finds the openings in the field and knows where the plays are going and flows really well on the defensive side of the ball. So with that being said, Simon, you said that she has that one offer right.
0: Yes, she does, from Weber.
1: From Weber, and I think it's the first of many, honestly. I think that the more schools that get to see her play and understand the way that she plays, that it's only a matter of time before you know she has four or five schools calling and giving those scholarships and, you know, just is going to be a highly coveted prospect, in my opinion. I think that she's going to light it up on the next level, no matter where she goes or who she plays against, really. Uh, what do you have as far as outlook for Caitlyn Sigmundy here?
0: Yeah, no, she's going to get a lot more offers for sure. Um, She got this offer, I want to say, kind of near the end of this last school year. I believe their season was already over. And then she got this offer from Weber, I want to say, in May. And so... I think as teams continue to ramp up their recruiting and whatnot, they're going to look at her and be like, oh, she's one of the premier pass catchers in the country. You know, she's somebody that could help take your offense to the, to the next level. And, you know, this isn't a knock against the Leonard quarterback or anything like that. But in my opinion, there are definitely times that I kind of feel like she bails her out a little bit and helps her out. You know, which is what you do as teammates. You make each other better for sure. But, you know, that's uh, that's pretty apparent when you watch Caitlin play and do her thing out there. She does a very good job. She's somebody that could help take that offense to, to the next level. Honestly, if you have a quarterback that needs some developing, whether it's confidence-wise or skill-wise, you know, getting a receiver like a Caitlin Sigmundy is kind of like getting a receiver like Devontae Smith. You know what you're getting. You're getting somebody with great fundamentals, good hands, and all that great stuff. If she works and tweaks on some of these other things here, she could be a little bit more like Devontae Smith-esque, in my opinion, as well. I think that's a pretty solid comparison there. Um, And, you know, that's a good thing because you're adding stability to your wide receiver program and you know at this point you have a lot of programs out here who which I know for a fact are recruiting volleyball players, soccer players, hoopers and that's not a bad thing. You know, here on the podcast, we oh, we very do much support multi-sport athletes. But If you got recruited to college to play basketball or something like that, and that's what you've been doing, then, you know, it's not hard to believe that your receiver skills are lacking a little bit here. And I think Caitlin here can be that kind of brand of football you want to bring to your school, uh, that you want to bring to help out your quarterback and eventually make a run at this national championship uh, game here. And so there you go. I think she's a must recruit type of player. And, you know, she has a whole nother offseason, a whole nother year. I think it's it's nowhere but up for her right now. She has a lot of potential. She showed that she's a star um, this last year specifically. I'd say that's kind of more of a breakout year. And then, you know, moving into next year, she's going to continue to establish that and, you know, be, be that kind of be kind of player that every team wants. And I think, you know, there's definitely a, a, a situation where she has offers from every single NAIA school that has a women's flag football team in the country. But what do you think, Cody? About that statement, at least.
1: Oh, yeah, no no. I think that like like you said, she's already a proven star, right? And the the sky's the limit, you know, and obviously I, I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up getting phone calls honestly from all fifteen of those programs. Yes. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> yes. i sorry. I, I looked at you, and I thought you had some, but...
0: No, no, yeah, I, I agree. That's why I said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yes. no, uh, I,
1: I would I would be surprised if she doesn't get calls from all those programs, and I'm very... I would like to hear what Caitlin's got to say, you know, as far as, like, how does going to the next level and playing football compared to, you know, maybe going to the next level and potentially hooping, you know, and if she might want to do both or something like that so caitlin obviously if you want to come on to the show we would be more than delighted to have you and you know hear your experiences and hear how your game is developed but just know that we have very high opinions of you and we think that you're like simon said and i'm going to echo it and let it be known must have must have recruit
0: rip my mic. I'm going to keep that one in there. Good. Good. <laughs> but, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And also, at the same time, almost of a, kind of a sleeper. Because it's not like, you know, Leonard made a very deep playoff run, which is a shame because they're a fun team to watch. But, you know, that's just how it shook out. And, uh, and yeah. But, Cody, if you don't have anything else, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, a player on the other side of the ball. Someone who, in our opinion is probably primarily a defensive player. Coming up next.
1: Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host Cody Stauffer joined here by my other co-host Simon Villanos and we are talking about one of the more premier defensive flag football players that we've covered i think is up there with the alexas and the kenzie's that we've covered as far as defenders go and that is deja fanning the defensive end slash wide receiver uh, in the class of 2022 from obviously you know this leonard high school spotlight that we're doing and there is just I, i could go all day about good things to say about deja as a defender but I'm just gonna mention that you know she has very long arms that just lead to a ton of tackles for loss and sacks. These players think that they're gonna get away from her and they just they never succeed. You can tell that a lot of offensive players or a lot of opposing players get frustrated when playing against Fanning here, and that's because I mean she's nearly unblockable between her size and speed. Really, I mean, you could tell that blockers get frustrated, quarterbacks get frustrated, tailbacks get frustrated, and even wide receivers get frustrated because, you know, she does bat down a few passes, you know. Kind of on that Shelby Harris, JJ Watt type beat, you know? As far as just getting those Boy, paws up there. Did you what? say
0: Shelby Harris? Bro? Yes! Shelby Harris don't, led the league in seven No, passes. no, don't put Shelby Harris' name with JJ Watt. But go ahead and continue. Bro, I just needed to okay. stop you there, bro. Bro, you JJ could Watt's put TJ washed, Watt anyways, in there more than Shelby Harris. Bro! But go ahead. I'm talking batted passes
1: where yes, Shelby Harris yes, led the league. Yes. Bro, anyways, back to Deja here. <laughs> Yeah, okay. This this Steelers fan up in his fields no, right now about the Watt brothers. You just said Shelby but Harris,
0: anyways, Who is that? Bro,
1: you know, Deja, watch some <laughs> Shelby Harris film, and you'll be seeing how you be getting swats like him all the time. But anyways, uh, Fanning here, like I said, great, great use of her hands and her, of her arms, you know, getting a lot of tackles for loss. I mean, like, every other play I felt like on her highlight reel was a tackle for loss or a sack. And, you know, getting lots of batted passes, obviously. And on top on top of all of that, she is really fast off the ball. Yeah. I mean, it almost looks like she beats the actual centers off the ball sometimes, which obviously she doesn't, you know. But, like, seriously, she just knows the snap count really well. She knows where the play is going a lot of the time. Great football IQ and just an excellent defensive line player, you know. And is just, I think, like... As far as players that you can live with being one-way players, uh, Deja here is absolutely one of them just because she's so electric and she's so imposing on the defensive line to any opposing offense and is a game wrecker. She is someone that you must game plan for or she's going to ruin your whole game and just take over a game from the defensive line position, the defensive end position. Simon, what else do you have to say and do you agree (coughs) with that statement?
0: Yeah, I agree with everything you said except for the Shelby Harris part. Uh, basically, she's somebody Bruh. that you can't take off. She's somebody you can't take out of uh, out of the lineup on defense. I think she needs to play every down. Well, okay, I, she. I guess she doesn't need to play every down, but you go to win a lot more games if she plays every down. And then you know, to be honest with you, forget about offense. I know we talk about versatility and all that. Um, And I'm sure she could probably play both sides of the ball pretty much the whole time. But I'd rather have her on the defensive side of the ball because you just, you you know, at that point, you just unleash her because she's on that front line. And, you know, every time they run the ball, um, like, you know, opposing teams against Leonard, they don't get much at all. Even if it's, you know, that little uh, triple option type of deal where they lateral it like three or four times whatever you could you know you could scheme that all all how you want and you know that's kind of ironic too because Leonard runs that a lot that might be why she's really good against the run but you could do that all you want but when you got a player like Deja who just crashes down onto that uh running game so naturally and then just wrecks it time after time again if she's not gonna get the first flag she's definitely gonna get the second one um you know you can't go wrong with that You know, that's just somebody that you got put out there, and she's going to do her thing, and, you know, then you make the offense one-dimensional. You make them an offense that needs to pass it quick because you don't have time if you're trying to, you know, look for a deep ball, and she has the opportunity to pass rush you. Now, you know, that's a whole different conversation with, you know, flag football rules and whatnot. Because I know in Nevada, we saw plenty of film of, at least in my opinion, we saw a lot more film of, like, players blocking and, you know, a little bit of pass rushing moves, you know. If you want to check that out, go ahead and listen to our Queens of Football Episode, uh, Lexa Mancer did a lot of that where she literally pass rushed uh, a lot of the time, beating triple and double teams. So, there you go, there. But Deja here, she's more of like a Jadavion Clowney type, at least coming out of high school. I don't know what he's doing in the NFL, but out of coming out of high school and you know, in college as well, she's a Jadavion Clowney type, an athletic freak, tall, you know, big, strong, all that great stuff that you need out of a football player, and that's somebody you need on a defense side of the ball i'm sure that's somebody you need on the offensive side of the ball but she's way better on defense than offense as we'll talk about here soon and you know actually let's go ahead and talk about that because i think on defense she's great we've talked about that enough and i'm sure we'll talk about it again you know sometime in the future but uh her biggest weakness i would say is just her entire offensive game (laughs) as as bad as it sounds now she's not terrible because we've cody you and i have both seen terrible football players maybe you a little bit more than i have at least up close at least up close and now that ain't no shots at anybody because i'm the one saying it but you know you, you know what that kind of looks like and so do i to a degree and you know there are a lot of things here that Aren't terrible.
1: She still scores touchdowns on the offensive side of the ball, and she's still somebody that you can't just forget about on defense. You know, if you're playing against her, like, she's not like you could just forget about her, but there are just a lot of concerns. Yeah. Is what I think you're trying to say, right? No, for sure.
0: And honestly, with that kind of athleticism, you should be scoring whenever you can. You know, maybe not like every time you touch the ball, but, you know, four or five touchdowns here or there in the season, that's not a bad deal. But I think the thing that I... Really cringed at most was just the way she caught the ball as in she didn't really catch it She was just trapping it between her body pretty much all okay Not all the time, but a good amount of the time There were also sometimes too where I felt like she could have high-pointed the ball and you know It's not bad because she's athletic too, but she just ran a little bit more and you know She trapped it and I just want to see her catch the ball with her hands Right, Cody?
1: Yeah, I mean that. this is who I was talking about. Go back to the Caitlin segment if you popped over it over it or didn't hear it enough for some reason. But, you know, Caitlin, you gotta help Deja here and catch her up on catching with the hands because oh my gosh, as a former wide receiver, my brain was doing cartwheels. It was it was hard to watch, honestly, because <laughs> well, it's like almost exclusively <laughs> Uh, trapped with the body and you know if you're recruiting her you definitely lose some possibilities right because if you have a quarterback that really does have a cannon and does have like great velocity and you're looking at these timing routes those are the routes that end up getting dropped when you trap it with your body is because you know the velocity is just too much and it's just going to bounce off before you can trap it you know so like you lose a lot of possibilities with DeJa as a receiver when you're when you have a receiver who's trapping the ball and you know I think it's just she's just really raw on the offensive side of the ball in general is what I would say, just because, like, you know, there's lots of false steps while taking off on routes, and just like, obviously, the catching with the body thing isn't, you know, the best, I'd say, and I'd say that she just doesn't play as fast on the offensive side of the ball, because I think her speed is more that quick burst, you know, like, off the line kind of thing, and not that, you know, running go route kind of speed, or running corner route kind of speed. Um, There's just a lot to be desired, and I think that Raw is probably the best description um, for, you know, I'd say Deja as an offensive player
0: yeah no for sure and I, I'm just gonna say this one more time to be honest with you I don't care if she is wrong the offensive side of the ball I'd easily offer her everything I possibly could because uh, I know some of these NAI schools are a little strapped for cash here but I'd offer her you know and try to get her to sign on as a probably as a defensive player then offensively you could just scheme around that I think low-key she might be a better running back or center or tight end um you know because she is kind of a a bigger body out there with very good athleticism I don't think there's many defensive players that will be able to just beat her athletically I would say and so you know you could scheme around that you know you could be like the Denver Broncos and run tight end uh Tight end end like they did with Noah Fant back Bro, in the day.
1: This is still about the Shelby Harris thing. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm sticking Harris to my thing. guns that Shelby Harris, at least in the passing game, is a great comparison for Deja here. Deja, you watch it. You form your own opinion. You come on the show and you tell me that I'm right, that Coach V's
0: wrong about that. But, anyways. Well, good thing I mentioned Noah Fant and not Shelby Harris. Because you could still do that. I could see situations where you just run those end arounds and just give her the ball in open space and she'll make some. Happen, you know, true. true, You don't have to catch the ball all the time, just you know, because it's flag football, there's a lot of catching, so there you go. Um, and then you know, she's not completely obsolete and somebody you have to take out because uh, that that'd be a shame. But also, you know, you could coach. I, if I'm a college coach, I look at her and I'm like, screw it, even if she doesn't catch with her hands this senior year, I'm gonna recruit her, I'm gonna work with her, and she's gonna average 20 touchdowns a season. Moving forward, well, we'll see. I, I don't know. You know, 20 touchdowns yeah, a season. No, no, I, I get what you're season. saying. She if can we be really a focus scorer, on it. you know. Yeah, if we really focus on it, like, you, you can make it work because she's an elite athlete and probably one of the best athletes we've covered in women's flag football um, so far, I would say, easily. Just raw athleticism and size and all that great stuff. That's just what you need as a, as a football coach and as a football program. And so speaking of programs, let's go ahead and talk about her outlook here. So I don't believe she has any scholarship offers yet. Is that correct?
1: I couldn't find any.
0: Okay. um, Which is
1: interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's fully updated, to be fair, or if she's been sharing it. So there may be offers that we don't know about, um, and I'd be surprised. It's really surprising if she does have zero offers to this point just because of how dominant that she is.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be scared to offer here now. Now, maybe you could, you know, knock her for not covering as much as she could and maybe being a little bit too raw in, the, in man-to-man, or sorry, person-to-person defense and zone defense, you know. Uh, but I, you could teach that with a great athlete, I feel, especially one that loves being around football, which I, I assume she does, you know, being on the flag football team. But... Uh, I guess you never know either. So we'll just have to see about that. I think she's somebody just like Caitlyn who is a must offer. Um, Now she definitely has a lot more to work on than Caitlyn, I would say. Uh, Like just in terms of like, you know, laundry list numbers if you really want to go there. But I think you see the athleticism, you see the production, and you can't ignore it especially if they make a run in the playoffs. You know, she's somebody that could be putting quarterbacks like a Devin Silvestri on her toes all game long and, you know, be shutting down those uh, short to, to, to mid-range type of, type of plays that they might be planning over there and, you know, um, that other programs might be planning. So, so, yeah.
1: I could see Deja here being the national leader in sacks, on the next level, easily. Uh, one, if not two, or even three seasons. Like being the leader? Being the leader, yeah, okay. uh, on the college level. Yeah, yeah. In sacks. And I I don't know if this is bodacious, but I think that you have a potential Defensive Player of the Year candidate if you recruit Deja here.
0: She'll probably win one. And if she doesn't, I... Like, she'll be, at least be know. in the
1: conversation for it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll be in the conversation for sure. That's in college, though. If she chooses to do that, you know. Of course, of course. Um, Because you never know. But, you know, Deja, if you want to announce your commitment, though, and you have been getting offers this whole time, we got you. So, with that being said, coming up next, we got our last player and probably one of the most dynamic players we've done a breakdown um, on this entire show here. Coming up next. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Simon Villainos, here with Cody Stoffer, And we have our last player here, arguably the star of this Leonard flag football team. And, you know, each football team... Well, okay, to be a good football team, you gotta have multiple players here that are gonna do their job, hop in there, and, you know, get it done. But to be a championship-winning team... You need football players like a Savannah Cox here. She is a safety wide receiver class of 22. Uh, she's listed at 5'3", 127 pounds. Now, I don't know how updated that is, but just for all you flag football players out there, at the very least, it never hurts putting your height on there. I think that's something a lot of recruiters love to see. Um just because, you know, it bypasses questions that they could be asking coaches. And, you know, time is money and you want to be good with that. So, there you go. But before we hop into the strengths and what really makes her into one of the best players in the entire country, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about areas of improvement here. So, in my opinion, I think she... Could play pretty well on both sides of the ball. But when I look at her, I see a star safety here. A safety that you could have on that back side who will just make plays. You know, because they're so athletic. And when they get their hands on the ball. Well, let's just say if you're an offensive player, you don't want to see her with the ball in her hands. Because she's going to house it. I kind of feel like on the majority of the interceptions she got, she housed it. So... There you go. But we're just going to leave that there for now because we're going to come back to strengths here in a minute. But I think the thing that I kind of want to see her continue to develop because, you know, she has the athleticism. um, She does a very good job of reacting and doing all that great stuff. There's no doubt about that, but I could definitely tell that she is uh, she's a bit more reactionary than how should I say this? How should I say this? She's a bit more reactionary than uh, preventative at times. You know, there are a lot of times where I feel like she is not completely sure on what's going to happen next. And now that doesn't mean if you're a football player, especially a defensive player, that you need to be, you know, a whole Raven Simone out here trying to predict the play coming next and all that great stuff. But you got to have an idea. You know, because if you have an idea, you can at least position yourself and then, you know, take away possibilities from that quarterback. But as of right now, I really do feel like she's relying pretty heavily on that athleticism, you know, and kind of just getting her in a general, you know, area. But if it doesn't work out, then, you know, she'll she'll take the check down. And, you know, (sighs) Watching her play defense, you could tell that she's not sure about where she's going to be because she allows a lot of checkdowns to happen and dump offs. And that's not a bad thing. When we talked about, I want to say it was Madison Ludwig, we talked about how she was the glue player and all that great stuff, and she did what she got to do. But the difference here is that she played linebacker and Savannah here plays safety and it's very obvious that, you know, well, okay, first off, there are some times she's lined up at linebacker, but she's primarily a safety. But anyways, it's very obvious that she is a roamer and she's somebody that is given kind of a bit more freedom and a bit more leeway to do what she got to do to get a turnover, stop the offense from scoring. Um, period, you know. But you could tell that, when she's allowing these dump offs, she's allowing them because she's not sure if she comes up, if there's going to be a receiver coming across or something like that. If she was sure of what was coming up next, she would take away that dump off, you know, rely on her teammates to, you know, cover and all that. Or she would get a little bit closer and, you know, pick that dump off um, right off the bat. You know, and that that's an easy pick six too, because at that point it's just one on one with a quarterback. Um, if she picks it off from that running back, that that quarterback is trying to dump off to, but there are multiple times where she's a little hesitant to c- come up and make that play, or even try to bait that. Um, you know, try to try to bait that throw. Which is interesting because she definitely has the athleticism to recover and, you know, eventually pull the flag. But in my opinion, if you're a star uh, defensive player, if you're a safety, especially uh, in women's flag football, you got to be that safety that gets in there and makes the turnovers happen. They're not going to always come to you. And so that starts with doing the film work or not even doing the film work. I'm sure she's doing the film work, but doing more film work. Studying those tendencies of specific quarterbacks, of offenses, you know, really figuring out like, okay, when they're lined up like this, what are they going to do? Or if we're in this situation, what are they going to do? And you know, at that point, it's a process of elimination, and it usually comes down to maybe two or three different options maybe and you know you take your bet on one of those options especially if you have that athleticism I say have the confidence in yourself to make those plays and find a way to make it happen so there you go now that's not to say that she's not an aggressive enough defensive player because she definitely is but this is how you get to the next level in my opinion she's not a better safety IQ wise than Devin Silvestri And, you know, that's not the worst thing because Devin Silvestri is probably one of the smartest football players we've ever had on the podcast. Uh, Shout out that interview, by the way. But I think she needs to continue to make progressions towards that level of IQ. Um, And I don't think it'll burn her, but on the next level, there might be some plays that she'll let go just because she's not there. And you don't ever want to leave turnovers on the field. So... There you go. But, Cody, what are some other things that you feel like she could improve on here?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you bring up a great point as far as I'd say that it's more often whenever she comes down in the box and is more in that linebacker position or even that safety position inside the box. You know, she does play a lot more reactive than proactive, you know, and is not as aggressive as we'd like her to be. But, you know, and then on the offensive side of the ball, I just want to talk a little bit about route running, you know, She has some really great routes sometimes, but at times you could tell that. I don't want to say that she takes the play off, but she takes the route off. And what I mean by that is, like, sometimes she definitely rounds the route, even though she knows how to run a more crisp route, just because she knows, like, hey, whoever's on me, I'm more athletic than them, and I'm just going to beat them straight up without technique. But, like, you got to think about, you know, the added on yards that you're going to get. You got to think about, obviously, the the separation that you're going to get and more touchdowns that you're going to score with that extra yard because really savannah cox here is that kind of player that only needs one more yard and that could be the end for the opposing defense uh with that being said these are definitely i'd say a little bit on the nitpickier side As far as, you know, a lot of breakdowns that we've done and players that we've looked at because Savannah Cox is a special talent and a huge reason that this Leonard football team was as successful as they were. And, you know, just to give a little bit of a backdrop, a little backstory, you know, this team did go overall 15 and three with two of those losses being to Newsom, who, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, were the state champions out there in Florida. But I mean gosh, they were blowing teams out of the water. their first playoff game they won 52 to0. Like yep. damn. And a huge part of that is, is because of Savannah Cox and just you know the playmaking and that's why that we're, that's why we're covering Savannah here on playmaker's corners because she really does earn that title and does live that title on the football field as a playmaker who's just she is a great, great great athlete who just has, you know, phenomenal footwork with the ball in her hands. Simon's going to elaborate on the elusivity a little bit more later. But I'm going to talk about just her hands are so strong and reactive. It reminds me of like a bear trap, you know, as far as just like, but, but her hands, she's not trapping the ball. Don't get it confused with uh, other terms that we've been saying. But, I mean, it's just so immediate. It's like a strike of lightning and the ball's in her hands and she's up field already, you know. Because she just accelerates so fast. She can catch any ball that you throw to her. And she can run any route that you ask her to. Uh, just with, obviously, the great footwork that she has. And, it, you know, it's very quick. And her bursts are, are just so fast. And she's able to cut in and out of defenders and weave through the field like nobody's business. And this goes for her getting open, right, and running those routes. And using that footwork, but also while she's just as mobile, I'd say, with the ball in her hands as she is with the ball not in her hands. That's crazy, really. I mean, you don't see that out of barely any athletes, you know, because, I mean, it's an obstacle that you have to maneuver with, right? And it's like she doesn't have a football, you know? She's, She's racing herself, she's doing time trials, and she's constantly outdoing herself whenever she does have the ball in her hands and even when she doesn't have the ball in her hands she is just so electrifying and so dynamic and you know i think that she's she's just a mismatch on whoever they try and match up with her and you know she's good for a score probably any day any game simon i talk a little bit about you know what she does When she doesn't have the ball, I wanted to leave you just a little bit to talk about with the ball on her hands. And what is one thing that here Savannah has that we talked about was a weakness or area of improvement for every other member of her team?
0: Yeah, so her lateral quickness is pretty elite. It's definitely up there with the flag football players we've covered. Um, It's special, you know, when you see her, just in general, her playmaking ability. When she gets the ball in her hands, you know, she just has a natural ability to make people miss. Easily, you know, and that's why she's able to, you know house like these interceptions That's why she's able to score at any given moment because she has that playmaking ability along with superb body control I would say and you know, she's just a fantastic athlete She's somebody that you know If you could get the ball in her hands, maybe 15 times a game That's probably a game you're gonna win because every play she makes is her play every drive she's in is her drive? If she gets the ball, uh, that drive. Every quarter she plays in is her is her quarter, and every game she's in is her game. That's just who she is. She's somebody who can take over a game. And to be honest with you, some people might see it as cheating or as cheap. But you, I don't see a problem with just spamming, uh, giving the ball to her almost every single down and just seeing what happens, you know, she's a workhorse in a lot of different ways on offense and defense. She's someone who could play both sides of the ball, a lot like a Devin Silvestri who will be making an impact on both sides of the ball. But in this case, I think for Savannah, she just has a fantastic athleticism and that's why she's able to do what she does. Um... And, you know, we're going to go ahead and jump into this comparison. I think this is a good conversation we might as well have uh, because, you know, we're going to interview this other football player hopefully soon here, so be on the lookout yes. for that. But in my opinion, she reminds me a lot of Aaliyah Cruz. She does a lot of the things that Leah does. Uh, the only difference is that Savannah is definitely bigger and probably a little bit stronger. Leah is a definitely a little bit more lean. I don't know how she, you know... Uh, I don't know how she'd handle getting, you know, physically pressed up front and whatnot. And then obviously Savannah's playing sevens and she's playing fives. So they're completely different games. But I think they're very similar in terms of just being great athletes who playmaking all that. When it comes down to it, I'm probably good with either one. But, you know, because this is a sports podcast, Cody, which one would you rather have? Leah Cruz or Savannah Cox?
1: Well, we're talking recruiting, right? We're talking recruiting. Yes.
0: So this is a lead-in into, uh, Man, you know. you,
1: you're going to do this right before we have an interview in two days, huh? Or well, in three days. But that's all right. That's yes. all right.
0: Th- that is what
1: it's about. And, you know, obviously, for me, I've seen Savannah play in sevens. That's probably the biggest thing for me is mm-hmm. because they are different games. I'm pretty sure that the field's even a little bit of a different size. or like
0: It's maybe, bigger in sevens. Like, yeah, it's a football field. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, like... You know, for, from a program that's going to be running sevens, it's one of those things. It's kind of like comparing, you know, like a 5A player to maybe not even a 2A, but maybe even like eight man kind of football or eight person football, you know, like that kind of jump. Of 11 all the way down and just knowing that the games are really different obviously I love the athleticism from both of these players I can trust either one of these players with the ball in their hands to be a scoring threat on every single play but there's also I feel like a lot more defensive film for Savannah here yes. so I just know a lot more about Savannah I know a lot more about Savannah in the context of how I'm going to be recruiting this player so I'm gonna give a slight edge to Savannah because of just what she brings on the defensive side of the ball as far as just being like a pick six looming uh, if you're a opposing quarterback. And, you know, just being seeing her operate in that sevens thing, that's not to say that we might have a chance at some point to see uh, Leah Cruz operate in some form of seven-on-seven seven capacity in a tournament or something, but that's just what I know from what I've been given and from the situations is is what I'm going to say.
0: Yeah. Both are no.
1: top recruits, though top athletes i'm not here to be some Stephen a that's gonna like completely throw one to the wolves both are phenomenal players and i'd love to have either as a part of my program
0: well you're you are skip bayless of this show i think that's oh but anyways but anyways (laughs) that's disrespectful (laughs) well we will put up a poll but anyways savannah cox here i would probably take her over leah as well um, more more so because I think she's stronger than her. If you just watch how they both go up for the ball, Savannah's definitely more likely to just rip it away from whoever's trying to catch some sorry it. Sorry, defender. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say sorry because they're in position to make the play, but they're just not. I mean, they're not gonna you know rip it out of her hands because she also has some pretty good power and strength up there as well. Whereas Leah is a little bit more finesse, uh, a little bit more than Savannah, I would say, and so. I mean, you know me. I love my power football players uh, through and through because I am one. Or, I'm okay, I was one. I was one. Uh, so there you go. But either way, I mean, obviously, if you could get both, then get both. But I think Savannah here is somebody who's probably going to get offered by, well, not even. Okay, okay. Right now, like, say she doesn't play her senior year at all for any reason. Like, she just opts out. I think right now, you st- I think every college that has a women's flag football team should offer her still. Um, just going off of her junior year, or not even just her junior year, just going off of her, like film from the last three years she's put together a very good case for why she is probably one of the best prospects in the nation she's somebody who could be both a dynamic receiver and just an athletic like defensive player to have out there because I kind of feel like she could play a lot of corner as well and you could just throw her on you know the best receivers out there like your uh Caitlin Sigmundese, Jade Hickey, Ludwigs, whatever and she's gonna do her thing and lock him up I Feel like that's her uh, attitude, and she's somebody that you could just just throw out there, one-on-one, like a Jalen Ramsey, you know, whether he's playing safety or corner or whatever, just throw her out there, cover their best players, and say, it's going to be my best athlete against your best athlete, and guess what? I'm betting on mine to win and beat yours time after time again, and that's how we're going to win the game. Straight up. So... There you go. But, uh, Cody, do you have anything else to add on here before we kind of wrap this thing up?
1: Yeah, I I just wanted to say Savannah here is in that tier of football players that we've covered that are program changers, right? We're talking your Silvestris, we're talking your Cruises, and we're talking your Stantons, which, shout out to Haley Stanton on her recent commitment to Midland. I don't so uh, congratulations on that. And uh, once again, go ahead and listen to that Stanton interview and also that Stanton breakdown. Uh, lots of fun and lots of great film there. Also, look her up. I think her highlight reel is on YouTube, right? That's, yeah. that's where we watched it. So, Follow her
0: on Twitter. You know, she'll yeah, appreciate the and It's in her bio. So there you go.
1: Yeah, so, you know, do your research on, on Stanton. Do your research on Sylvester and Cruz. Program-changing players, once-in-a-generation players, right? We're talking people who are going to be pioneers for the sport and you know are going to open up a lot of doors savannah cox is one of those don't be left behind don't let some program snag up both a, Sav- a savannah here and a Devin or both a savannah and a haley and then you're getting 60 piece by him twice a year all right like don't let that happen to you you got to get one of these players uh once in a lifetime type talents.
0: Yeah, no for sure. And just just to throw this out there, Savannah, if you're still listening to this, uh just because you are a great athlete and all that doesn't mean that you go into this next season and start doing too much. That's probably something that you need to keep an eye on. You don't ever want to do too much, be thinking about all these things, trying to get turnovers or whatever. Just go out there and play ball and do your thing. That goes to all of these football players, you know. Uh, the Silvestris, Cruises, whatever. You just got to go out there and ball. That's your job. So, there you go. But, uh, all together, you know. a uh, Great program here at Leonard. You know, they are very well ran. Uh, whenever I see them on Twitter, you know, they're always supporting other programs. And this is actually most Florida flag football teams. It's a very positive football culture. Which, I... I don't i don't know i'm not used to it's kind of weird they support each other a lot (laughs) which is cool but i it's weird it's interesting and so you know huge shout out to their entire coaching staff i want to say travis combs over there uh shout out to him he follows me on twitter not cody i don't think but he follows me and hopefully the podcast too i'm also, Coach Combs, if you're listening to this, uh, throw my boy, my co-host here, Cody, a follow here because he's he's all about that life as well. But uh, shout out to him. He's the head coach over at Leonard. He has been coaching some very good football players out there. He's very well respected by, um, and I could prove this, by the Newsom um, coaching staff and the Robinson coaching staff and a couple other ones out here. He's one of the good ones out there for sure. So, So there you go. But uh, thank you again for rocking with us here. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. That's Twitter,
1: Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Is that
0: it? Oh, I just you said can- it really fast. Yes, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, and then go ahead and, you know, subscribe to us on all those major streaming platforms plus YouTube and give us some good ratings. Uh, we appreciate all the good ratings we've had so far. and uh, And, yeah. Cody, do you want to? this thing out right here
1: Yeah uh, big trust and uh, you know, See you next time stay tuned for More flag football content And some we're, we're going back to the Beginning of the show where we react to some Some TV shows talking about That football life so stay tuned for that We have some very Dynamic opinions on that last Season of QB1 coming up for you So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for more breakdowns I've been your co-host
0: Cody Stauffer And I'm the other one Simon Villanos.
1: And you have a good rest of your day, and keep listening to the rest of our episodes.
0: Peace!